Take a few deep breaths to center your heart and your mind as you prepare to meet with God. Think about Jesus being fully God and fully man. And yet, when he was faced with inevitable death, he still was submissive to the Father. His pain and his decision is all man and all God. And he never used his status as God to his own advantage. Philippians 2, 1-11 Instead, he remained a humble servant. He was willing to exit the world with the same humility that he came into the world. Take a moment to think about how Jesus consistently chooses humble service. Mark chapter 14, verses 32 through 50. They went to the olive grove called Gethsemane, and Jesus said, Sit here while I go pray. He took Peter, James, and John with him, and he became deeply troubled and distressed. He told them, My soul is crushed with grief to the point of death. Stay here and keep watch with me. He went on a little farther and fell to the ground. He prayed that, if it were possible, the awful hour awaiting him might pass him by. Abba, Father, he cried out, everything is possible for you. Please take this cup of suffering away from me. Yet I want your will to be done, not mine. Then he returned and found the disciples asleep. He said to Peter, Simon, are you asleep? Couldn't you watch with me even one hour? Keep watch and pray so that you will not give in to temptation. For the spirit is willing, but the body is weak. Then Jesus left them again and prayed the same prayer as before. When he returned to them again, he found them sleeping, for they couldn't keep their eyes open, and they didn't know what to say. When he returned to them the third time, he said, Go ahead and sleep. Have your rest. But no, the time has come. The Son of Man is betrayed into the hands of sinners. Up, let's be going. Look, my betrayer is here. And immediately, even as Jesus said this, Judas, one of the twelve disciples, arrived with a crowd of men armed with swords and clubs. They had been sent by the leading priests, the teachers of religious law, and the elders. The traitor, Judas, had given them a prearranged signal. You will know which one to arrest when I greet him with a kiss. Then you can take him away under guard. As soon as they arrived, Judas walked up to Jesus. Rabbi, he exclaimed, and gave him the kiss. Then the others grabbed Jesus and arrested him. But one of the men with Jesus pulled out his sword and struck the highest priest's slave, slashing off his ear. Jesus asked them, Am I some dangerous revolutionary that you come with swords and clubs to arrest me? Why didn't you arrest me in the temple? I was there among you, teaching every day. But these things are happening to fulfill what the scriptures say about me. 
and all his disciples deserted him and ran away. This is one of the most powerful and important stories about Jesus. When faced with his own foretold death, Jesus stood in a garden, surrounded by friends and followers who let him down. He turns to the Father during this time with all humanity's weight bearing on him. He was fully God and fully man, weeping to a father drowning in sorrow, crying out for removal of the cup he had to bear. While still submissive and servant-hearted, Tim Mackey describes this reaction Jesus has to the Father as a panic attack. He breaks. Jesus says, My soul is overwhelmed with sorrow even to death. Jesus is our stability in the universe, but he stands there broken and defeated. He speaks the words of Psalm 42, 5-6. Why am I discouraged? Why is my heart so sad? I will put my hope in God. I will praise him again, my Savior and my God. But as he breaks, he quickly finds peace. He knows his betrayer is at hand. He knows how it is all about to unfold. He knows the pain he's about to endure. He knows the love that is about to be poured out and the debt we cannot pay. The perfect life he endured is now about to be extinguished. And all of this is for you. And it's for me. As Christians, we are to mimic the heart of Christ. As Christ's heart breaks, he cries out to the Father. In verse 36, Christ says, Abba, Father, all things are possible for you. Remove this cup from me, yet not what I will, but what you will. As we aim to mimic Christ's heart, let's take a moment to examine our own selves and the times where we experience grief that breaks us. How do we react in times of grief and pain? Do we mask it with a substance? Do we take the matter in our own hands? Do we seek the counsel of others? Do we hide? Do we cry out to the Father? Now, ask yourself this question. How can we mimic Jesus' reliance on God through our own deep pain and brokenness? As you go through your own moments of brokenness, rely on the Father, just like Jesus did, by praying the same prayer he does in Mark 14.36. Abba, Father, he cried out, everything is possible for you. Please take this cup of suffering away from me, yet I want your will to be done, not mine. 